Welcome to Major League Success on this episode. Um, I am so excited to have this gentleman next to me um, to share his story because, you know, he, his, his background will relate to a lot of people, especially um, those agents that are newer to the business, those agents that come from another career choice, um, those agents that, you know, have, um, you know, wanted to do real estate for a long time and then, you know, just didn't really find the right situation. So this is Matt Grubb. Thank you for coming on. Welcome to uh, Major League Success. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So tell me a little bit about Matt Grubb growing up. Uh, were you um, into entrepreneurship? Were you into sales? Were you good in school? What, what, what was Grubb growing up like? Um, so growing up, uh, you know, I moved around a lot uh, with my family. Uh, just kind of like every couple years we were moving around. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't really have like an entrepreneur or sales side, but I think as far as like related to real estate, I had to uh, learn how to adapt very quickly. Right. So I was bouncing schools around like every couple of years, and that was just because of parents' work. Sure. And uh, you learn very quickly how to make friends and how to be a people person. Always here in Ohio or yeah. just all over? Well, it's funny <laughs> because it's like, Cincinnati, so I'm originally from the Cincinnati area or suburbs of Cincinnati. Okay. So it'd be like a school district here, a school district like 20 minutes away, <laughs> a school right. district here, yeah. Right. But when you're five, six, seven years old, yeah, 20 minutes felt like I was moving down to Florida. Right, no, I can't relate. I'm, I went to three different schools. So, and it was like every four, I think every four or five years uh, we moved as well. So yeah, definitely can relate to that. So, you know, growing up, were you into sports, good at school, not good at school? <laughs> mom i'm sorry <laughs> she's she's over there you should have taken it more seriously uh, uh no i was actually really good in school um but i was a procrastinator so that's what got me in trouble <clears throat> even with teachers with with family uh but i always like got along with my teachers they could see that i had uh, what would they call it potential right <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah, I mean, you know, school, I, it was take it or leave it. Right. Uh, and what was the, no, well, what do you mean blank? And what was the first part of it? <laughs> Just sports. Like, were you in the sports oh, yeah, team, yeah, sports, yeah. anything like that? Or? <clears throat> yeah, so sports, um, not in high school, but for like grade school and stuff, I, I tried it all. Soccer, yeah. football, t-ball. And then when I turned nine years old, I started training uh, Shotokan karate. Okay. So I did that from the time that I was nine years old to right when I went to college, a little bit while I was in college, so to 19. So I did that for 10 years, and that was really where I focused. And that was awesome. Uh, a lot of discipline um, nice. and just, yeah, physically active. It was That was my main thing that I did was uh, Shotokan karate. Gotcha. So you, so you mentioned you went to college. Where'd you go to college at? Uh, freshman year, I went to Kent State okay. by Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, I was only there for a year. Uh, we'll just say the college lifestyle <laughs> got the best of me. Uh, I originally went there for um, interior design. Oh, wow. I was very, I just, it was between that and photography. As I got a little bit older, I realized, you know, I really like anything in the design world, yeah. um, creative field. And uh, yeah, so I went there for a year for interior design. I was also in a fraternity, Sigma Tau Gamma. <laughs> you guys going? And let's just say more of my focus was on the fraternity and the, uh, the lifestyle that goes with that. <laughs> so what? So what got you into the design? I mean, what interior interior design? What got you to that? Man, just I just I wanted to do like the creative part of it, or yeah, and I wanted to do something cool. And to me, I guess that's, you know, subjective or what they, what they think is cool. It's right. different from other people. But to me, I had this, I mean, I'm like 18 or 19 years old. I was like, I want to design cool bars or something <laughs> right, like where right, people right. can uh, go and hang out. So not like, the, I had a job at that time. I was, uh, I'm going off on a yeah. tangent now, but I used to do like cabling, not like Time Warner or anything like that, but uh, like commercial cabling. And I remember yeah. working with this guy and he used to always make fun of me. He's like, oh, you're going to make doilies. Like, is that what they're called? Doilies, like the little table cloth yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not an interior decorator. It's a designer. <laughs> so you're a so designer, but you wanted kind of more of like commercial space, not really residential. Exactly. Or anything like that. Yeah. You wanted... Okay. Yeah, which is funny because it, it does. It starts playing into how I came 
came into real estate. You know, right. it's funny just even sitting down like this and having somebody ask you these questions, you actually do start thinking, how did I even get where I am now? Right. Why real estate? Right. Um, so go to Kent State for a year. What happens? Do you come back to Cincinnati or do you stay up there? So after that year, when I say Cincinnati, then I ended up graduating high school uh, from Lebanon, Ohio. Okay. So now we're kind of moving a little more north. I yeah. was in between. It's basically, I bounced around anywhere between uh, Cincinnati and Dayton. Okay. Um, so after that first year, I went back to Lebanon. I was living at home, uh, just working, trying to figure it out. And I said, hmm, what's another great way for me to waste money? <laughs> and I went to school for photography. And I say a waste of money. It's just... Um, my mindset has changed so much sure. now. Right. Of course, uh, just <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, for sure. But it's same way. But it's awesome. It was a great experience. So I did. I went. Uh, it was in a uh, an associates program. Um, it was Ohio Institute of Photography and Technology. Later bought out by Kaplan. Then they changed names. Uh, so I went there for two years, and then I dropped out about a semester shy of graduating. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's interesting. A semester shot. I mean, was there just, you just got bored with it? Was it something else or did you have a, an opportunity come up that you want to take advantage of? Well, that's, I'm glad you asked because I was like, man, these poor people are <laughs> watching this man. Wow, this guy, I would never have an in my house. But um, it was really, I was personal things going on family. Sure. So I ended up moving again, but I was already doing freelance work. Right. So at that time, um, I mean, I, you really need a degree. I mean, do you, I'm do you a very, really need a degree in order to do photography? You know what I mean? You really so, don't. A lot of those people that I went to school with, they would find themselves graduating. Wow, I'm sorry. The, the school doesn't even exist anymore. So Kaplan or whoever, Ohio, OIPNT, <laughs> like don't be ripping on me, but the majority of your students didn't even get work. They were going to CVS's and Walgreens <laughs> trying to work at the photo lab. So, um, no, I'm just a very, very hard-headed person. Right. And very, like, I don't, well, I'll just leave it at that. Hard-headed person. And I just, the, the tipping point for me, and again, there's more to this story, sure, but the tipping sure. point was, uh, I remember like putting my heart and soul into this, uh, this project and, and my instructor like gave me a failing grade. And I said, really, will you double check that? Well, little did he know, I was actually taking those photos and submitting them for a smaller time, like fashion company up in uh, Boston. Uh -huh. And they were using them. I'm like, you're going to fail me when somebody's paying me money for this. Oh, wow. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I was supposed to do that. <laughs> I love that. I'm just like spilling the face. <laughs> hey, that's all right. right. So. But I mean, even that like little mindset of you doing that, that, that you know, a little bit of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship in there of like, <clears throat> you know, did you want to go out on your own as a photographer? Yeah. and just kind of have your own business and for sure and that's really what i wanted to do at that it's it's, it's it's funny to see just the progression of the things that we think we're going to do and, and um you know where we end up but at that time that's i was going how i wanted to do like editorial fashion style photography yeah. got in with like a small company i did one job for them and you know it just it went away but then i kept I, that's what sure. i did so leading up like out of you know kind of uh like your basic jobs growing up when you're in high school, college, right, you're just right. kind of working odd jobs. That's really what I did there for a while was I was still working some odd jobs, but my main focus was freelance photography. Work. Gotcha. Yeah. So what got you into real estate then? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's a good, um, so backtrack a little bit and we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, I remember my first, introduction to real estate and I cannot remember why I picked it up can't remember if I bought it if my parents bought it for me I was probably like 13 or 14 years old and I read this book on flipping homes mm. and now that I look back I'm like I don't know how many 13 year olds are reading books <laughs> on like flipping homes no, you know? and I, did, I, I breezed through that and I I'm the type where I'm all in so when I read that I was like this is awesome. I remember running upstairs to my mom. I'm like waving the book around. Like, People sell homes for a profit? What is this crazy world? This guy made a hundred grand. And, um, and then poof, nothing ever again. With real estate. Nothing right. ever again. I thought it was so cool. Um, I was living in Birmingham, Alabama. How old were you at this time? Just out of college or? I, I fast forward through that 13, 14. I just happened to read that book. Sure. That, uh, so let me think. I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. 
I just turned 30. Um, so just to give like a little <laughs> love reference. 30, 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. So just turned 30, like literally two days ago. Um, how old was I when I was living in Birmingham, Alabama? I was uh, 23, I believe. So it was like okay. 2013, maybe 2014, 24, somewhere in there. And I was doing freelance photography uh, still at that time. And uh, that was my main drive. That's what I wanted to focus yeah. on. And then um, doing some odd jobs and things. And then one day I'm sitting in my apartment, little tiny. This thing's like a 500, 600 square foot apartment. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm More sitting. Like an efficiency type thing. I couldn't even afford a couch, really, like a real couch. I had like this little tiny chair. And I'm sitting there and I'm like looking on my phone and I was like, why? I was like, man, get my real estate license would be so cool. Like, and I think showing that, I've always had that like, freelance or well not always but as i got older that freelance or that entrepreneur the freedom mindset. yeah yeah and it, it, it's all about the freedom for yeah. me it was all about the freedom of my time and the fact that i eat what i kill uh yeah. it's not up it's it's on nobody else if i don't you know i don't want to go work a, a nine to five right. getting paid this exact same amount and you telling me what days i can take off or if like a family member got hurt I can't take that time off. How much PTO do I have? So that's why my mindset, like I'd rather make X amount that's lower on my own terms than to make this amount on somebody else's right. terms. I just, that's, that's how I feel about it. So I remember sitting there and I go, why don't I get my real estate license? Have you ever thought other than reading the book, but going through high school, going through um, your college, going through photography has real, did real estate ever pop into your mind or was this just like a random, like, back of the head type thing and Matt Grubb just <laughs> like, all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm thinking back, I think in high school, I remember one of the substitute teachers, but she was like a full-time substitute. Yeah. I remember seeing her like uh, get a real estate license and I talked to her about that a little bit because I saw her studying for it, yeah. which first off, like, what were you doing studying? <laughs> <laughs> teaching the youth of America to stop studying for your real estate. Um, summer job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, not really. Other than maybe seeing it on TV. Yeah, and I know that sounds so cheesy, but seeing it on TV, not nah. the HGTVs and the this and the that. And I know those aren't great representations of um, no, but of what the industry is. Yeah, I mean, I, literally, I was the same way. Like my parents always bought older homes. We always fixed it up. I went to college for accounting initially. For some reason, Ohio State at the time required you to take calculus. Well, I failed calculus. And I was like, at that point, I had taken like four math classes to get up to that point. You know how you have to tear up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, this, it was like four or five different math classes. And then I failed calculus. And I was like, well, I'm not doing accounting well, anymore. Like I'm not going to be in <laughs> So I switched to sports management. Well, it's Ohio State sports management field. And, um, but when I was graduating, it was, it was the same thing. Like, season tickets is what you're going to be selling starting out in that industry, most likely. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I'm going to sell something, I'm going to sell something worth a lot more. And that's when HGTV and House Hunters and all that became more popular on TV. And then going back to, well, I like fixing up houses. You know, I, I grew up doing that. Same exact thing. It was just like, all right, let's do real estate. But I was interested in it for the investment side. Yeah. Not, not the rental side, but specifically the flipping side. Of okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, do real estate, but I got to learn real estate first. So let's get licensed and sell real estate. So then I know the yeah. market and things and, you know, the sales and everything, you know, as I said, the rest is history. So, yeah. And I mean, I think we can get into that a little bit later, but now that's where my, yeah. you know, obviously everybody out there doesn't, but it's, uh, yeah, now my mind is focused on the actual investment side. Of right. Things. But at the time when I first looked, it was just that back to the freedom of, hey, I'd rather make this on my terms compared to this on somebody else's. Right. Uh, and I think that's just in, I think that's in you. You either have that mindset or you don't. I think it can be learned a little bit as right. well if somebody out there is really like, hey, I want to, you know, I don't have those traits. Can I get that? Yeah, I think you can if you put the work in. Yeah. But at that time, it was just strictly, hey, let me help moms and pops out there get their next home for their, for their families, <laughs> right, you know, right, not, not right. the investor looking to make a profit. Right. So you get your, you get your license. Um, did you have any, I w I'm always curious, did you have any doubters, any, uh, or was it mostly supporters? Um, I'm curious just because, you know, you, with you going to school and then not going to, you know, then you drop out or whatever, then you do photography and then you don't 
you don't do photography, yeah. you know, did you have doubters when you're like, Hey, I'm getting my license or you just didn't really care what other people thought and you were just doing it. You know, it's funny. It's like, even while you're asking me that I, I was sitting there thinking about that. I don't think I had any vocal like haters or doubters. Right. They're out there. Like right. they're, they're thinking it about you. Yeah. I think I was probably going to sound cliche, but I really do think I was like my biggest doubter. Yeah. Kind of based on what you just said there, because growing up, I, I was always aware of like, or at least I thought I was thinking, how is my family looking at me? I tried this. I didn't do it. I tried this. I didn't right. do it. In my mind, I thought they were thinking of me like, man, he can't stick to anything. Right. Now that I look back and if you're out there and if you're in your, in my opinion, if you're like within your twenties, do that. I mean, try different stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Try different things because you're going to end up finding something that you like. And now you've got experience, life experience of right. trying different things out. And, um, once you find it, you find it, whether it's real estate or not. But right. Yeah. We had, uh, Matt Hans on, um, earlier and he basically had doubters and he used it as fuel for his, right. for his career, you know? So I was, I'm always curious. I mean, I think there's always doubters out there, especially if, you go from like my family is mostly a nine to five family mm -hmm. to then going to something that's a hundred percent commission based and you don't know when the checks come, yep. you know? So, yeah. And that's, I mean, just even back to the doubter thing, when I said it, I think it was me being my biggest doubter. It was just, it's not that I, I think my family was really sitting around thinking that about me. Right. I guess in a way I did use it as my own fuel though. I, I was thinking that's what they, Sure. Probably. Yeah, I can prove Exactly. I can prove wrong or I yeah. can prove myself wrong or something along those lines. So you're in, so you're in Birmingham, <clears throat> just got your real estate license. Mm -hmm. um, did you have any initial struggles or was it instant success? <laughs> kind of fill me on your first, you know, I don't know, six months, year. How long were you in Birmingham? Uh, yeah. Like so at the time of me actually getting my license, I was only there six more months. And then I back <laughs> you guys are really learning a lot about me, okay? Well, that's, but that's awesome. If you want to hang out, hop on quicks. I'm going to be gone here in about another. I was going to say, when are you leaving? Where, where are you going next? No, I, I mean, I do. I feel settled in a little bit now. All right, so you're in Birmingham. You're there six months. Did you, did you sell real estate? I mean, or was it kind of one of those things like you got licensed and then – did you use it right away or not one home did not sell <laughs> one home not one home so it's and i think this is going to lead into where we are gonna i mean you know some of these later questions it is like um what what's your advice for new agents and things like that this was a big learning experience yeah. for me uh you get your license and you are just thrown to the wolves i made a pretty good um connection and relationship with my real estate teacher down in birmingham mark yarbrough uh, my real estate school, if you're looking for somebody down there, guy's awesome. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, he really did take me under his wing and was like, hey, this is what you need to do. And I went to him, I said, if you were getting your license right now, again, uh, what brokerage would you go with? So he got me in touch with a broker down there and I, I went on to their, it wasn't even a team. It was a group of agents, but it was not a technical team. Right, right. Um, and it was, okay, start selling homes. So I hopped on Trulia and purchased some leads and I'd never worked internet leads. And right. uh, I was like, yeah, sweet. You sign up for Trulia. That's awesome. I'm paying like, for me, it was quite a bit at the time, but $150, $200 a month. I can't really remember exactly, but I was like, sweet, 200 bucks a month. I'll be like, I can close like one or two deals that month. <laughs> that, <laughs> that month, which everybody out there knows how long internet leads take to actually convert. But right. um and I sat around and sat around and <laughs> this, this bad boy was never going off. It was never ringing. And, uh, and I think I did. I got my first, I do remember this, my first showing ever. And it was a $400,000 property down there. And I was scared shitless. <laughs> Sensor button, beep, scared beepless. Um, and I was so scared that I called my broker and I was like, can you meet me at the property? please meet me at the property. I have no clue what to say. Because right. it's like an older couple. Like, they know their way around. They bought seven houses before. Yeah, they know their way around. Like, I don't even know how to open this door with a lockbox. <laughs> I was, I showed up. I was like in some like, like some like way too big of a sport coat. Sport coat. That's a or whatever you want to call the thing. You've got a button up. And I, I didn't say a word. I just walked around trying to be like, 
I was yeah. like, huh, yeah, that doorknob, that thing is fantastic. <laughs> Long story short, they didn't buy the house. And that was, I think I did that a couple more times and I fumbled around and uh, never sold a house. Hmm. And then, uh, you know, life, certain circumstances, sure. moved back up to Ohio. Sure. So I didn't do anything with it. But, sorry, and stop me if I'm no, rambling on. You're good. Um, <clears throat> at the time of me moving back up to Ohio, I knew my one goal was, I'm not moving up there unless I have I get my real estate license. Mm. I'm getting my real estate license the or I'm starting my classes a week after I move up. Yeah. And I did. And that's I went in and, and got my license right away from here. Cause I knew after that taste, even in Birmingham, even though it was full of failures, I knew this is what I wanted to do. What 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 gave you that? What gave you that taste? Was it I mean you didn't have six I don't want to say you didn't have success no, there, but I you did. didn't you had experience, but I mean, I guess, what was that? Was there something that happened that reassured you that, like, this is what I want to do? It just, or is it just a, I mean, to be speak, like, just straightforward, it was when I got that $400,000 house or whatever the house was, one, the freedom goes back to that freedom and that excitement. I was like, man, this is so awesome. Yeah. Um, and I get to just talk to people and hang out which I didn't know much at that time, but yep. it was the fact that I could sell a $400,000 house and make X amount of dollars. Sure. And I know, so you saw the potential. I saw the potential, just, yeah. just on that one showing or that one phone call or whatever. Because I went, what if I did sell that? $400,000, that's a big commission. Right. It was a pretty big right. commission. So Yeah. So you come up to Ohio, you get your license right away. Um, what, what, year, what, what year is this? 2016? Um, I had no, 15? because or when I came back, yeah, to came back to Ohio. Okay, so when I came to Ohio, I was I always use my age. I was twenty five, two thousand fifteen. Okay, so I got my license here in Ohio, which I've been licensed ever since here. Yeah, or ever since uh, up here in Ohio, uh, November second of twenty fifteen. <laughs> I remember the exact date that I actually got my license. Go. So yeah, there you go. So you come back here, you get your license. Um, did you look for a brokerage, or were you looking for a team? That now that you had that that initial experience in in Alabama, um, was there something that you were looking for here? Really, just looking for support, and I knew I needed something different than down there. Right, six months just sitting around. You know, I was working all these other odd jobs, plus trying to do real estate. I mean, I was putting in a lot of time, just not in the right places. So I knew I needed some type of support. I didn't know what that support really meant. I just knew I needed some sure. type of help. So when I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I moved back up here, uh, my parents had somewhat recently purchased a home mm -hmm. and they were like, let us get you in touch with uh, the agents or the brokers that, yeah, agents uh, that helped us uh, purchase our home. So nice. I got in touch with them, met with them, uh, and it was a husband and wife and they had a, a small team. They were on a small brokerage out west Ohio. Um, from like Urbana, London, like that sure. out west area. Sure. Uh, and they did. They they uh, brought me on, and I got my license. I remember calling them, hey, I passed my exam. What do I do next? And they threw me some cold Zillow leads there you go. and said, start calling or nice. texting or whatever works. And that's what I, I would. I, I made a little typed up script or whatever. It wasn't a script, just something saying like, hey, thanks for, you know, we haven't yeah. talked in a while. And I would just sit there and copy and paste that to – this list of three-year-old leads on Zillow, <laughs> yeah. and I loved it. It got me excited. It really did. It got me all pumped up to be back in real estate. Right. So you did you have initial success then when you came back to Ohio? Yeah, but now that you had the leads and things like that, because I know your story a little bit, so I want to. I, no, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to are going to relate to this part of it. Um, so you did. So you got the leads. Was that kind of your missing ingredient for for you? Of course, yeah. For sure, it definitely was. Because going to the um, trainings of that first broker down in Alabama, even, it was, start handing your business card out to the gas attendants. I mean, let's be real. Right. That The person working at the gas station might not be the person that's gonna wanna work with you or even able to purchase a home. Right. So to me, I was like, man, I need some type of real life support. Get me busy. Like, let me just use it. I keep pointing to my phone. Everybody's like, why's why this dude pointing down? My phone's on the table. Um, so yeah, it kept me busy. It got me in there. It gave me the experience. 
And that's the only way to do it in real estate. When you get your license, they do not teach you how to mount, to sell. I don't even like to say to sell real estate. We really don't sell that much. We consult clients. Right. It does not teach you how to. They don't teach you the business. They don't how to generate. Yeah, so you, how to build a business. You don't. They don't teach you how to actually go through a transaction. Maybe on paper, but not sure. really through the process. Uh, and that's one thing that it, it taught me. With that said, my first nine deals. Nine, <laughs> listen, nine. listen to this. <laughs> you guys are counting that correctly. Nine deals <laughs> fell through. Wow. And I just kept on trucking. What, what, what made you keep wanting to do I mean, nine I wanted first. that first commission <laughs> check, man. I wanted it. But that's I a lot. It. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, agents struggle now. I mean, even myself. I mean, you know, you can have a couple in contract and a deal falls through and it just ruins your day or ruins your week or whatever. Man, you had not, you know, not only did you have nine here in Ohio, but then you had the six months prior to that in Alabama. And then you have, you actually get people in contract and you can potentially see money coming in at the end of it. And each one just, <laughs> and that's, yeah, when each those, one just dies. The nine were in contract. They weren't just, oh, I had nine leads. No, they were nine in contract, right. going through the process, did the inspection, all that good stuff. And yeah, I actually fell through. And a lot of it was the type of leads. I wasn't that great at qualifying. Sure. Uh, I was, I didn't have the lender connections that I have now. So sure. they were, they were working with crap, crappy lenders yeah. that didn't know. And they were just, they're flying out pre-qualification <laughs> letters left and right, right. man. So, right. so they're falling through due to things like that. And that's, I kept, you know, I held my head up because it wasn't anything that I was specifically doing to like sure. kill the deal. Sure. I mean, it just, it did. It was hard. It was tough, man. I yeah. will say that. And then my first one, ever, my first deal ever here in Ohio was a $42,500, like little tiny place. Yeah. And my commission chose like $800. <laughs> and I remember going to that closing and it was like right down the street from the office of that broker I was working on. And I remember walking down the street and I had that 800 bucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah baby, $800. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't know that. My first deal, I think, was forty-three, forty-three thousand, something, something like when that. When it's your first one, though, uh, I, don't, I don't even care. Everybody out there looking to buy a forty thousand dollars house, I will help you. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I mean, I always tell everyone a dollar's a dollar. I don't care where it comes from. Exactly. Yeah. You know? um, so you finally get your first one under the belt. Did that just kind of open it, things up for you? I was pumped. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I am officially like I've sold house. And I remember when you first start selling, even those first ten deals, I think every situation is different. Every transaction is different. So I was learning something new every step of the way, right. something new about the lending process, something new about how could I have, you know, handled that during the inspection period yep. a little bit better. How can I make sure these deals aren't falling through, even though I thought those initial nine weren't my, you sure, know, sure, my sure, actual sure. fault or <laughs> the buyers, but it, it was teaching you along the way. It was teaching you what you think you're going to learn in your pre-licensing class. Right. Right. So, so then did you have, after that, I know you sold a couple homes. Um, yeah, my first year back, I sold 11. Okay. So like I said, I went two months. So in those, I mean, which is crazy for me to think back to in those two months, I would have done nine transactions in yeah. the first two months, right back on lower yeah. price sure. and things sure. like that, but it doesn't matter. Um, so I got rambling again. Look at <laughs> so yeah, you did 11 deals your first year. Yeah, 11 first years year back. So, yeah. um, and I know you kind of hit a rough patch, right? Yep. Um, which caused you to get out of real estate full time or? No. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, it started a transition. Right. So that first year, um, I got a little too big for my britches. <laughs> a little too big for them, okay? Uh, because I was like, man, I did. Um, 11 transactions. I'm on a 70 30 split, meaning I was getting that 70%. Uh, I was, I met lenders. I was making connections. I talked to this one lender. He's like, talk to this guy. He's killing it. They do a hundred percent commissions. And I said, whoo, Papa's about to step up to the big <laughs> leagues now. Okay. And, uh, I did, I left that brokerage, which it, it stinks. i learned a lot. They took very good care of me. Yeah. I can remember the the moment that I sat down to tell them because it wasn't just showing up to work. They taught me a lot and, you know, go over to their house for drinks or dinner or this yeah. or that. And it was, it felt like it was a breakup. <laughs> um, 
And I ended up leaving that brokerage, went to this 100% commission brokerage, but it was no support, right back to where I was at when I was in Alabama. Right. So what, I'm curious, what made you want to leave your team that you were on or your, your first people, your first brokerage to go to this, was it just the split? And now that you had that success and you're like, I can, I can do this. It was me thinking I'm ready. Not really understanding everything that goes into. Yep. And I had learned a lot. Building a business. Sure. Sure. Like I was an experienced agent. Yeah. But being an experienced agent is different than being an experienced uh, prospector or lead generator. Right. So I took that for granted and I didn't understand that. And she even told me, I remember she goes, I don't think you're ready to go off on your own yet. And I said, I appreciate your opinion, but I think I am. And <laughs> I can see you say, I can see you say that. Oh too. yeah. And guess what? <laughs> I was wrong. I was, wrong. I mean, it's, I, it's a person, I think it's a personality, you know, some people, um, you know, have that personality to, to be willing to take on that risk. And, and I'm not saying you did, you don't or didn't, but um, there's also agents that are better suited for a team. Like yeah. myself, you know, I could go build a team. Um, you know, let, the one thing about our team is Ryan has always been willing to show us how to build, you know, a business and build a team. And I could do it. I just don't think my personality is suited for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to take on all the responsibility of, of paying for the, the leads. And I mean, we are not even talking about leads. You're talking about them paying an internet bill, paying an office bill, paying a printing bill, paying a marketing bill, you know, and then as you get built, you're paying an admin. Now other people are relying on you. Like I just want to rely on myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so you go out on your own, hundred percent brokerage, think you're living life, going to crush it. What happens? <laughs> so like, so like five homes. <laughs> so I went from that 11 to like, so like five yeah. that year. Um, and I just, all of a sudden, Christmas starts rolling around. Got a beautiful girlfriend. Yeah. I was about to say, at the time, we're still together. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but yeah, Christmas starts coming around, and I go, well, shit, I don't have money to buy her, but I wanted to buy her. Yeah. I'm not closing deals because I was doing it full time. That's I was just doing it full time. Right. Which most I laugh. I laugh at myself. Five deals full time. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> no, it's just well, you didn't know. I mean, you didn't. I know. didn't know. Yeah. Um, and Christmas is rolling around. I said, I need to get a part time job. <laughs> I need to get one. And this, I think, is where you're kind of leading yeah. up. I ended up getting a part time job at UPS. Um, yeah. Just as a package handler. So I was like, I can, it's perfect with my schedule. I can do that and keep trying at real estate. So that's the thing. I, I was. Yeah, it's not like you went out. from real estate to full time mm-hmm. there. You were no, you were um, doing what four or five hour shifts or something like that. Yeah, they're like five yeah. and a half hour shifts just for the holidays. Well, that's what it started <laughs> right, off right. as, and then is it okay to go yeah. on into yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. So it started as like these five and a half, which a little longer UPS, FedEx, any of those companies. Their peak season is right around the the holidays. Sure. Um, so I ended up working there as just like a typical package handler for a little bit and then I got a promotion to a part-time supervisor um so same out well kind of you work a little more hours um and that's where I started transitioning into well crap I'm even though this is a part-time job I was drained I was tired I realized when I was getting home I was working on real estate at all right yeah kind of took away and I'm curious because you, you were talking about you didn't want to be told in the beginning when you were, you know, just figuring out everything in your early 20s, you didn't want to be told what to do <laughs> when to do it and what time to clock in and clock out and how much you're worth and things like that. Yeah. Um, but you found yourself just because of circumstances and, you know, you weren't selling as much real estate as needed to help offset some of those things. Um, but it kind of did that put you back into, I mean, I guess what made, because you stayed there for a little while, didn't you? At yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was there. Did you just get was a it a year, mindset shift for like, you? Like, like definitely. So it was. It was a, a little over a year, probably like um, know, a year and a few months, somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, and yeah, it was. It was definitely a mind uh, mindset shift. And I tell you, I mean, that's why I love this team. I love being on this team. They didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But but seriously, that's it. I use that time at UPS as motivation. Yeah. Because 
it wasn't just the fact that I had to listen to somebody else and do things like that. It was the mindset that I had at that time. And I was miserable. Right. I was absolutely miserable. And I was making people around me, even at work, miserable because <laughs> I, because I wasn't You're the doing, boss. Oh yes, dude. I was, Oh my gosh. If anybody sees it from there, I apologize. I mind that. Um, but it, it shows when you're not, you're, I was about to say natural habitat. <laughs> oh, grubber, natural habitat. But seriously, like when you're not doing what you want to be doing or what sure, you think you should sure. be doing, it, it, it starts, you start taking it out. I guess what made you stay, what made you stay there for that long? Was it just, you just fell into a routine? Fell and, then, and then slowly, because you were getting tired or working longer hours or whatever, real estate just slowly started just. Yep. It slowly yep. where, where when I first got that part-time job, um, where real estate was here and that, you know, UPS was here. Yes. Over time, the mindset shift and the just getting like most of us do, like all of us do, it slowly started shifting yeah. and my focus went away. And the further you got away from being in real estate, you just didn't, I mean, I guess, did you think about real estate the whole time at UPS or is that, did it kind of just, you were just like, eh, whatever. I did in the beginning. Yeah. And then, um, it just, yeah, I just, it, I stopped thinking about it. Yeah. So what made you get back into real estate? And, and we're not, we don't mention brokerages, teams, whatever. Obviously you're a member of our team, but yeah. um, that doesn't matter. But what, what, I mean, was there something that happened that you switched? Because, because I know when you joined our team, it, you, you were basically like three weeks out. I think we had like, I think you were thinking longer than you're like, I can't do it anymore. Like I got to do real estate. Yeah, I'm done. And that's, that's my personality. Sometimes I let things, and hopefully, I would imagine some people can relate to this. I let things push me and push me and push me. And then, you know, I do. I analyze the situation. But normally I let it push me right over to the <laughs> edge. And once I'm there, I'm like, screw it. Let's just jump. I, I'm done. Yeah. And it did. I let it push me and push me and push me. Um, and I was like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I need to do something different. And life does have, I'm not trying to say well, everything happens for a reason, but <laughs> it is funny how life will work out. So uh, an old friend of mine, which is a member of the team, Justin Spain, he's been on uh, yeah. major league success. And he just said, Hey, do you want to meet up and talk about this team that I'm on? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And it, it was so funny, the timing, how did I didn't reach out to him. I didn't put anything on Facebook saying, I hate my life, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, this was always keeping all this to myself. And just by chance, he asked me to meet up with him. And then the rest is history. Yeah. You and Ryan. And yeah, Ryan. So, so, you, so now you're getting back into real estate. Um, was it just a complete 180 mindset shift, life decision? You know what I mean? Like, because obviously knowing your story and seeing you every day, you know, you made some some big choices and things in this what just over a year that you've been with us i believe i joined, <laughs> i believe i joined the team december 5th of last year so yeah. a little over a year about a year and a month yeah year and a month um so sorry ask like so you joined the team are you asking kind of like Mindset. where i went yep. from there yeah how did how did you go from ups hating work being miserable being tired all the time, didn't enjoy what you're doing to full-time. I found this team to now I'm doing real estate again full-time. Yeah. And then kind of yeah. from there. Yeah. So after meeting with Justin, got on the team, I obviously had to continue working at UPS sure. just to pay my bills. Um, then things started rolling and that's the great thing. We can get into this, but you guys started providing me, with internet leads yeah. that I could actually stay busy. I can call these people. I can talk. I can just get back in the mix. Right. Um, and I noticed, uh, I'll get to that, but um, yeah, like get back in the mix. So I still had that job at UPS and I do, I remember I had a few closings lined up and I knew they were going to close. We were very close through the inspection, through the appraisal. Well, first two were your family members, right? Yeah, so, which is funny so I because I know, but the funny thing is, is like, what are the chances of that? <laughs> right. Finally, I get on a team and now my family wants to freaking help me out. Where were you when I was working at UPS? You know what I mean? So I love you guys. I do. And I but wish it, you. But it, it was just the time. Like, you know, like you said, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, it was literally like you joined a team. It was like, I know I got two people up in the, and they're not, they weren't even here in Columbus. I know down in the Cincinnati area. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just crazy how that happened for you. 
and it is, it was nuts. So I'm, I know I had these few closings, like I had just a small handful of closings lined up. And it, I remember very vividly at UPS, let's just say there were some words thrown around between my supervisor and me. And I went straight to that edge and I, I jumped. Yeah. I was like, all right. And I did, I gave a two week notice and said, this is what I'm doing. I knew sure. that I, I knew with the money that I had, um, I did a little bit of saving. I'm not trying to lie to anybody and say I had a sure, ton yeah. of money and I knew I had these closings. I knew that I could survive for a few months. So I gave myself three months. I said, you got to kill it. You yeah. got, you got, you got a few months of bills saved up. Why not do it now? Yeah. In your first year you did 17. How many transactions did you do? You know, so this year, a couple of them got pushed back. So we are going to be, they're closing one well, now. Yeah. It's 2020. Jeez. Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, 15. So literally in, in, from all the struggles from Alabama to the first brokerage and then going on your own, you know, you did that in one year. Well, I guess, was there one thing that was a game changer for you in that situation? Was it you're now older, more mature? Was it things that you were getting? Was it? I think it was a combination. Um, it was definitely a combination. One, I was more comfortable through a real estate transaction. Yeah. Um, so I was able to just be myself. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to focus on, oh, I hope I say the right thing. You have to wear that blazer every show. No, yeah. yeah, I didn't do the blazer. I now I just do the Patagonia. The little, I can't yeah. even picture you wearing uh, a blazer. <laughs> You're sure, because this thing, dude, it looked like my great grandpa. <laughs> just huge, boxy little <laughs> But um, <laughs> See, I knew we were going to get off track. Um, but I think you, I think you found, I mean, the, I think you found you yourself, your personality. Yes. I was able to be a little more authentic. Yeah. I think it was the fact that I was a little bit older and that I had more experience through real estate and it was this, the, the support of the team. Um, when you, I don't think people understand how much leads are, uh, like actual internet leads, Zillow, truly, uh, things like that right. and that they, they take time. So it's not something that you're going to get kind of back to when I bought this truly elites back in Alabama. Yeah. I was like, I'll sell two houses in the <laughs> next month. Very quickly learned, probably going to have to work them for six months. So I hope you got some money saved. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's it. It's a mindset. It's, yeah. it's understanding that it's a process. Yeah. You know, we, we always tell people, we, you know, someone doesn't wake up today and decide they're buying a house tomorrow. Right. It, it doesn't you get work. lucky. You, you do get lucky every once in a while, but you cannot, yeah, it's you can't gonna, count on. Typically, it's going to take six months to a year, sometimes even longer, to even take that person from the day they join your website to close. So, yeah. Um, so, you, so you're on the team. You have success. You know, your first year. Um, I want to kind of go into the future for and and kind of. Can I that. touch base yeah. on one other thing because it just made me think of it. Um, get into a routine. So, like with the getting the Zillow leads and everything like that. That's normally that, this is what helped me this year too. You're focused on like that one thing. Now all of a sudden your family starts realizing, oh wow, he knows what he's doing. He actually is a real estate agent, <laughs> a full-time real estate agent. Right. And that's, I ended up helping a number of family just this year. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just all about like getting out there, doing that grind of, hey, this might take six months for these internet leads, build up that experience. Because normally your family's not for me, at least, your family's not going to be the first one because they still see you as little tiny Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Little Matthew running around. Look at that. Oh, what's, Cos, he, get, what's, he, getting, yeah, what's he getting into now? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So now they can see like, oh, wow, he actually is a real estate. And I think for most people out there, don't like harp on your family. John, harp on your family. Uh, yeah, like don't, like don't expect that at least. And yeah. it is, it's just funny to see. And it, I, you said something that just made me think of that. Yeah, and I think, I think too, knowing you and the conversations we've had, I think you you needed the you needed the support and a certain <clears throat> group of individuals around you because yeah. you're very big as well as I is uh, mindset. You know, being in the right situation with, with other people. Yeah, um, and that helps not only just helps you but it helps everyone else on the team. You know, bouncing the energy off of each other. Um, and always being willing to help each other yeah. to, to accomplish, um, to accomplish a goal. So, so moving forward, I want to, I want to get into kind of future plans, future goals. I mean, do you have, well, let me backtrack. You also just, 
one thing that one thing that the conversations we've had you and I is finding your your niche and your interest in real estate. Yeah. Um, for example, I can never picture you wearing that sport coat, right? Like that's not <laughs> that's not when I think of Matt Grubb, I don't think of Matt Grubb in a suit, dress pants, you know, and yeah. a jacket. Where I'm going with that is you are now very uh, real estate investment based. Like that's your mentality. Um, you like working with investors. Yep. You're an investor now yourself. Um, it's the first person to ever say that about <laughs> me. Jesus. But you are. So <laughs> so a grin go across my He's like, he's a real estate investor. <laughs> but, but you are. But, but, but what I'm getting at is you also found like there's different, there's different things in real estate and you decide, okay, I want to work with investors. That's not going to be your a hundred percent of your business. Right. But I think you're more happy when you're having a conversation with an investor as opposed to someone else. Right. Definitely. Now we'll help everyone. Right. But that's of kind course. of like your, yeah. and, and you know, we've talked about, you know, going into 2020 is, is doubling down on that because you actually got, well, one for sure investor client mm -hmm. um, and potentially another one. I know you met with them to talk investments from an investment form. Yeah. Right. And, and you enjoyed that. And I know those are the conversations that we had. So, um, you know, I want to get out to you guys that you don't have to be a jack of all trades if you don't want to. If you love working with sellers, again, it comes back to your personality. If you love working with sellers, go and get sellers, prospect FISBOs, prospect um, expired or canceled listings, right? Like my personality, that's not me. I like working with buyers. Um, so I always worked with buyers and investors. You know, you love working with investors. That's how your mind works. You vibe well with them. And I think it makes you, I think it makes your life easier Definitely. And, and selling, consulting, advising, prospecting. If you're prospecting for investors, you like that better than prospecting for something else. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think it's just because I understand that too. I mean, I'm always learning about investing, but I can at least hop in there and talk the talk a little bit now, yeah. you know, so it makes me, I feel comfortable there. Yeah. You're going to succeed where you feel the most comfortable and uh, kind of, to a certain extent. Yeah. Know? But you know, what I'm getting at is know your personality, you know, yeah. with investors for you, you can be yourself. And with really most, most anyone these days, you know, a lot of times I just wear button down and jeans, you yeah. know, I'm not wearing dress pants. I used to. Um, but a lot of, a lot of clients in today's world don't care. So, and I think I, you know, we've had those conversations of like, just be yourself. You're going to work with people that are like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you're the one that kind of pointed that out to me more. It's like, just not even, I think the wording we used, but I don't, not the sell word, but sell to people the way that you would like to be sold to talk to people the way you want to be talked to, you yeah. know, uh, down to even like my girlfriend got a, a new car. And while we're in the car doing the test drive, he was like throwing some <laughs> cheesy lines and I'm sitting in the front like, <laughs> shut up like we've already sold the car to ourselves like you're almost like making us backtrack buddy like you know what I mean so just and I do I appreciate that because uh, it is I mean it, depending on the client yeah I dress a certain way yeah. but now that I've been in the business a little over four years yeah I'm, I feel more authentic and yeah. I think it, it, we, we all see that you know I hope it comes across even on this that I'm being authentic a little nervous in the beginning a lot more open now people can see the you know the fact that you're being authentic and real well and it simply goes back to that conversation on the phone when you're calling people and talking with people they're gonna how you speak to someone over the phone is typically how you're gonna speak in person right right so like that helps build the trust already initially um so going into to 2020 you have any big goals for this next year uh yeah I, they are they're big um and i do i try to like separate them a little bit like real estate sales real estate investing i have like these different little buckets of goals that i'd like to do so uh my girlfriend and i just which you know this but we purchased a duplex um just a few months ago so we're uh we did a rehab loan fha 203k loan um Look, I get all excited talking. I'm like, oh, FHA, two or three kids. Now what you're going to do? But yeah, so we did a rehab loan, live in one side, rent the other one out. I really want us to turn that into a, just a cash engine, man, and a savings engine. Sure. <clears throat> Reading this book right now, uh, Set for Life by Scott Trench. And it's, it's cool to read the beginning. Like I'm in the, I'm about halfway through and in the beginning, it was, um, 
It's about frugality and things. And it's kind of cool to see, wow, I'm already doing some of those things, but how do I like really dial down? So this year, um, our goal for, you know, Liz and I is to be very, very aggressive with savings yeah. uh, because we want to buy another property and hopefully one that we don't have to live in. Right. Um, with the FHA loan, you know, you have to live in that property. I'm trying to bypass that. It's just a little more difficult, but we like where we live now. Where right, you know we got right. settled a little bit, um, so we do want to buy another property and do like short-term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO, which I believe they wanted to change their name to Burbo, which sounds ridiculous. That's like the <laughs> official. They wanted to change it to it's not VRBO, it's Burbo. Very serious. Like what in the world? Uh, uh, this year, though, as far as real estate sales uh, and just helping clients, <clears throat> little two parts focus in on my investor clients yeah um hop on those forums talk to people that are you know have the same mindset as me whether they're doing the same strategy but not just a number as far as how much i want to sell this year but how i'm selling sure working with those clients that i like working with uh and yeah i mean this year big i know i think my original goal is to say do 27 transactions yeah uh, you know, 27, 30 really is the number. I think I should like, why am I afraid to bump up those three, <laughs> just say 30 transactions yeah. uh, and hopefully a little over five, right at 5 million in yeah. volume. What, um, is there, is there one thing that you think you need to put in place or implement, um, in your business or in your personal life in order to hit, hit those goals? Yeah, a little bit, both with the money, the savings, sure. uh, that's what, you know, just being aware. Uh, we we sat down. It's written in that little notepad right there. Yeah. Uh, sat down, and I'm talking every every bill. I don't care if it's a Hulu or a Spotify. If it's a dollar a month or if it's thirteen dollars a month, be aware of it and track it. And then you can go through and actually figure out where are we spending unnecessary money. So for me, just tracking, being being very diligent, and like uh, canceling out any any um, things that don't need to be there. Yeah. What's this hundred and forty dollar a month here? You know right. that we're spending every single month get rid of that and then as far as with the real estate sales i think it's about focusing focus double down on your your strengths mm -hmm. um you know real estate agents get that shiny object <laughs> there's so much oh, there's, yeah. there's so oh, much yeah. it goes, there's vulcan and you got fizzbos and expireds and this and that and mm -hmm. i think to this year for me to hit those goals i'm gonna have to implement to actually work with those investors focus on those investors right. um, and focus in on like three serious lead um, generation, like focus on those three avenues. Gotcha. So over the next five years, you got any big goals over the next five years? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I do. I, I think kind of on a 10 year actually. Okay. So I think so the next 10 years. So even I normally think like 10 and then work backwards and everything that's happening in between, just like, I feel like, Everybody's going to see, I changed my mind a lot and that's okay. I <laughs> right. think. Like, because right. year three, something might happen where it's going to change. So figure out what your year 10 is and kind of work backwards, but enjoy it. Sure. Um, and it's really, I want to run a short term rental business. That's where I want to be. I want to run a company where I'm no longer needing to go show homes or to be in real estate sales. Um, like as my full-time job. Right. Uh, I think I will always have my real estate license and that I will always be there to help investor clients or family and friends. But my, my goal is to get myself out of real estate sales as quickly as possible. Yeah. And that's through rental properties. You want to do the rentals. Yeah. What makes you want to do Airbnb over long-term rentals? I mean, is there something that you've seen or just, uh, mm -hmm. again, like for me, my personality is I don't want to mess with renters. Airbnb, I, I can probably do Airbnb because it's more short-term, Yeah. but yeah. I don't personally ever want to do long-term rentals. Um, it's just not me. I'd rather flip and make, take my profit, even though the capital gains and things are going to be more. Yeah. But I would, I feel like I can control that a little bit more. Whereas a rental situation for me, you could talk to someone and they seem like a great tenant. And then by month four, they're a disaster. In the basement. <laughs> they're, a disaster. <laughs> yeah. they're a disaster. And, and you just, you know, sometimes you just never know. But I mean, what, what, is there something that you see like in the, for the short term yeah rental? The, yeah like why why short term for you uh, there's a number of things really it's the freedom of the property you throw a, a long-term tenant in there and with that said i know and i mean i call myself out on this when you do short-term rentals you're kind of buying yourself another job right. because you have to be more hands-on right 
which we that could be a totally different discussion because depending on the long-term tenant, it could be a full-time job as well. Right. Uh, but the freedom of the property is the, one of the big things. Uh, and I can use them. So I started thinking at that 10-year plan, I would like to have multiple properties in cool locations. Not saying Columbus isn't cool, but it's not a place that you go visit. Sure. So when I have a property down in Gatlinburg or on the east, west coast, wherever it right. may be, and now I get to enjoy these properties as well. Right. And I don't have a 12-month lease locking it up or even down to maintenance and things like that. Um, somebody did a two-night stay. Well, I'm going to book out a week. That way I can have a contractor go in there and we'll spruce the place up, maybe even raise the value. Or I get to take a vacation there. And so you have 30 or 40 of these all over the country. Right. Well, now you're, you're making money. And that's the whole point of it's not about the money to me. It's about what the money gives you, which for me is the freedom of time. Right. Well, what are you going to do with all that damn time? <laughs> you know what I mean? How about right. you go travel? That's for, right. for, you know, for me and Liz, but it's, that's what we really want to do. We want to nice. go travel around. So I think it's the freedom and the possible for my stomach is ground away. If you can hear, I'm not eating in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, <laughs> And this yeah. is, if you guys don't laugh during this whole this whole episode, I don't know what's wrong. Something's wrong with you. You haven't laughed yet. <laughs> uh, the profit. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. back on. Short-term rental. Just the the fact that you can make some serious profit right. off of it. Right. Um, you know, it is justified by the the market, but not not as much as say, well, three bedroom in this part of town is renting for twelve hundred dollars a month. Right. Um, there's opportunity to make it better as well. Gotcha. I guess there is for long-term gotcha. tenants, yeah. Yeah. but through operations, not just through renovation. Sure. So. Sure. Um, so to wrap up the, the interview, I always end with one thing. Um, if you could give our audience one piece of advice that you wish you had starting out in real estate, what would that be? Um, it's kind of, I thought about this one. It's, it's a little bit two part. One, find support, throw your ego out the window. Uh, just because Uncle Sue and whoever, I said Uncle Sue. <laughs> Give me Uncle Sue. Just because of Aunt Sue and so-and-so and you've got like two family members that want to, <laughs> that want to buy, it doesn't mean it's going to get you off the runway and get you running. So find support. Right. Find a team. That was the advice that was given to me when I talked to Mark Yarbrough down in yeah. Alabama. And he said, he said, do some research. Find you a team that's in the top 10 of the city that you're in. Yeah. Sure enough, you guys are in the top 10. You know? right. That's why I hopped on. Um, do your research, talk to them, and find some support. Once you actually get those transactions going, and don't be frustrated if it takes a while, do what the team says to do. You can't just join the team. You've got to take their advice right. and put the work in. But once you get to that point, you're going to start getting more comfortable. And I think just back to the uh, being authentic. I think a lot of agents are just not not being themselves, not talking to people the way that they want to. Stop making this more difficult than it needs to be. Right. You know, it is. It's a, a legal transaction, but let's be ourselves. You know, let's be laid back and have have a good time. Yeah, be professional, but be yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, be professional, but you know, this is an exciting time for people. Be right. authentic. Once you learn some things. You'll be able to kick back a little bit more, make jokes. You yeah. know which ones are appropriate, which, <laughs> what jokes are not at what times. Um, but yeah, find support and be yourself. Yeah, and I was going back to to be yourself. Like my goal with every client is to be their friend afterwards. Yeah, like I when I want to be, um, especially it's easier to do this with the buyers because you're spending more time with them. But you know, to be their friends. Yeah, you know, when it's all said and done, it's just not a transaction. But you know, maybe we hang out afterwards or. Um, you know, go grab a beer sometime or Definitely. whatever. So. I know, and that's the best feeling. It is. I mean, I don't do it that often. I wish I did it a little more. Yeah. Any previous clients out there see this, text me, we'll go grab a drink. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the best, man. You get to help somebody. Yeah. They're excited. A couple months ago down the, you know, down the road, you see them again. Like, it's cool to hang out and actually see how it's affected their lives. Right. Um, so if someone wanted to get a hold of you, <laughs> if they wanted to ask you questions just about real estate, about investing, Airbnbs, um, just to grab a drink with you, get to know you. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? It's like now everybody's going to be like, hey, we're all going to grab a beer. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, a couple ways. Uh, cell phone is honestly the easiest. Um, if you are interested in the investment side of things, check me out on Bigger Pockets. Uh, I believe it's just Matt Grubb. There's not really like a tag on Instagram or anything like that. Um, but just Matt Grubb might be Matthew Grubb. A lot less facial hair on that <laughs> headshot. Um, uh, cell phone, just shoot me a text. Uh, 614-981-5248. Awesome. Um, and if you want to follow Major League Success, you can follow um, us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and a podcast under Major League Success. I really appreciate you coming on and um, Same you know, here, doing, doing this interview with Thanks me. I, we had fun. Um, I hope you guys got a ton of value and, and reach out to Matt because you know, he'll, he'll definitely help you guys get on track and um, get your real estate career uh, going. Thank you.